We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Super Bowl Recap Cuss Corner and Whatever else we think about talking about for the show. Thanks for sticking around post-football season. As we're going to try to run through a bunch of these. We'll have to recap the AFC win totals, the NFC win totals, and then you know free agency, the draft, the schedule. We got plenty to talk about with myself and Jeff on the line right now. And uh, I guess we should just bring them in right off the hop. The coin is not here. It is taking a vacation, being the only one who correctly picked the Kansas City Chiefs to be the Super Bowl winners, along with Jeff and I, the loser, it is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's not my name, but I made money on the Super Bowl, so whatever. That That is true. You did win a $100 coin flip in the room. Sure did. It was great. Tails never fails. That was exciting. And uh, I don't know what was more exciting. I think that was the that was the highlight of the night for me, and it just all sort of went downhill when Tony scored. Many, I was quite frustrated. How many slushies did you lose, though, Top Cat? I was there. Several. The cash equivalence of what I won on the coin toss, actually. <laughs> so you lost a hundred dollars <laughs> worth of slushies? Yeah. Well, because 
a lot of things went wrong for me. Kadarius Tony scoring that stupid touchdown. Uh, what else was a problem? Uh, them deciding not to throw to Devonta Smith basically after the first drive with a couple of exceptions. Uh, you know, yeah, one big exception. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to congratulate our friends at the USGA for the fine work they did on the turf. Well, it's funny because I mean, we'll get more into the game in a second, but here are two bets. And Jeff, we want to talk about the bet that you guys lost because that is just absolutely gut-wrenching. But Tim made two wagers in the room. He offered our friend 20 to 1 on an anytime Kadarius Tony touchdown at one point. So the room exploded, just laughing at Cust the moment that he crossed the end zone. Also, after four catches on the first drive, he bet over 14 and a half catches for Devonta Smith. I thought it was going to be his Cooper Cup game and had the makings of that. And I was ready for that to happen. It didn't. Was that the funniest moment of the night or was the funniest moment of the night when we found out that somebody legitimately didn't believe DeMar Hamlin was at that Buffalo game? I mean, that wasn't so much funny as it was sad. If you had given me the guess of who the person was going to be that thought that, I mean, I would have won money on that <laughs> instead of losing money across the board. That was no fun. Yeah, Jeff, I'll tell you what didn't come in, the under. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought you were going to say Boston Scott. I, I'm so sick of seeing that happen to you. Well, I, I hit the seven and a half. That was fine. But the eight and a half was the hinge piece of this giant same game parlay that I had on the go that I played later in the week. And of course, he got nine on the first carry. I wish he would have retired after that carry instead of, I listen, I, I had him first touchdown too. So I was so happy that they gave him the ball again. I just didn't want him to go back two yards. Jeff, that was not good for us. No, that sucked. Like, I don't know. It was all a blur. Props, I, I always end, you know, I was right around even with props. Had some beauties, you know, Gainwell barely hit. Noah Gray doesn't hit. Uh, long Longest touchdown went over, so props to Tim on that. I gave him a hard time. Did it? Last week on, on the show, thinking only one team was capable of doing it. That is the team that did, did it. Um, did they do it? Yeah, the Eagles. It was the bomb to AJ. Yeah, that was 45 yards. That didn't hit. That was... I will take the credit regardless. Oh, what was that? Oh, by game day, that thing was down to 41, 42 yards. Yeah, so. t- Tim, gave it out at, Tim gave it out at 55 yards. I mean, what I got what? right. Hold on that's, a that's second. What it, that's that what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. What sort of? Oh, no way. Yes, way. I did Alternate nail. Line. I did nail, and it was one of the most obvious ones out there, was that Sky Moore was going to score in that game. I called it on this show. It was never in doubt. You, you knew lose it was all your Sky more credit with how anti-Tony you were. Like those kind of offset, and it cost you a hundred slushies. And no, Sky and, and Sky Moore anytime touchdown was not one of the props that you gave out last week. You just said no. I like however, Sky I gave, Moore. That I, doesn't I, count I said for I anything. Him a lot in that game. I give. I, if you don't think I'm taking, I don't credit believe for it. that it was ever fifty-five yards. I mean, it this, was. It was literally on DraftKings Sportsbook last Tuesday when I gave it out as an alternate line, maybe. I don't think so. Well, I mean, they're all alternate lines. They're props. No, I mean an alternate line within the prop line. The game within the game, you're saying? They're 55 yards? <laughs> Why do you think last I was laughing I got, at it so much? I don't know. I, last year, I got burned on it, too, because I had the under, and it was the big T. Higgins touchdown that was blatant offensive P.I. Yeah, it was 75 yards last year. Anyways, Pat, uh, yeah, so if you saw my Twitter feed, I lost a 
me and my buddies lost a huge $19,000 prop on 250 bucks. Had about four anytime touchdowns and a prop on it. And the last thing we needed was Devontae Smith. So it wasn't like earlier in the game or we needed things to come through later that su that subsequently came through. It was all we needed to close the ticket. And yeah, someone put in the group in the chat, maybe on the golf show or said to me on Twitter, Pat. It was just a bunch of grown men reenacting how I behaved after Dustin Johnson missed the three footer at Chambers Bay. Like it was just death to the floor, like melting into the floor. And we learned about this bet from Paul, who was saying, hey, Jeff just won a huge bet. And yeah. here's where it was. He described it. And we were like, oh, that's so awesome. And then he went through what the legs were. And I said, wait, Devonta Smith didn't score a touchdown. And Jeff's like, oh, no. And then everyone in the room collectively went, oh. I hit the like <laughs> As we button. As we all came to the I hit the like button. Because I didn't We want... all realized not just that you had lost, but how you had lost almost collectively. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was just like moment, like literally time freezes. He's running wide open. The ball's in the air. <laughs> the room knows. Well, at least no, because we didn't really share with the whole room. But the the three of us that were on it were very much in the know of what we needed. And it was like uh, there was an eruption and other people like didn't know why we were so upset. And there was confusion, but we were just broken. Um, you, you know, what but, I hey, think, then, you, you know what I think that the big problem was that you didn't make the bet at DraftKings Sportsbook. Had you have done that, I think you would have won. Okay, maybe this was not my account. Not my account. <laughs> I don't bet at that place. I don't bet at that place. I don't bet at that place. I don't bet there. But it was a team bet. I, you know, I can't control what what other people have on their phones. And, you know, a buddy owed a bunch of us, like when a buddy owes a bunch of us money, we're like, no, we're just going to make a team bet at the Super Bowl. That's what that was. Not my account. Not my account. I swear on Justin Herbert's ACL that that's not my account. I like the idea of the group bet. We didn't do that this year. I, I think we had done it the year previous to him with a first touchdown bet or something like that. But I like this like extended same game parlay. Yeah, I think every, next year all of us should all bet on one of those things together. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's the Super Bowl. There's nothing methodical or sharp about those bets, uh, but... And as much as I rail on the Super Bowl, no, I don't. That's I take that back. I have my stance that, as a great commenter to us once pointed out, the Super Bowl is to football season what graduation day is to senior year. I think that's a great example. That being said, um, the Super Bowl is a great day. I had a great time with my friends. I bet the Eagles. I lost that prop. I lost my shirt at the Waste Management last week. I still had a great time watching the Super Bowl with my friends. Um, but it's not football season. It's not football season. You can tell by the people that show up to the party, right? Yeah, yes. it's all, yeah, it's just not, to me, football seasons, it's week five. There's nine more games than TVs. Like, that's football season. That's football season. You know, not like um, primetime Super Bowl. Again, here you I always say this. There's an asterisk. If your team is in the game, if you've got some incredible season-long future, of course it still feels like football season to you. 
but to the I'm just talking about for the rest of so us. Did it feel like football season to you until Justin Jefferson was awarded Offensive Rookie of the Year then? Yeah, player that was great. He is not a rookie, Tim. Offensive Player of the Year, sorry. The Jets were too busy winning all the rookie awards. That's true. Joe yeah, no, Douglas that... had one of the greatest drafts in NFL history, but anyway. Well, that was good. That was, that was good. But I'm just saying, I had a great Super Bowl. I lost money. There's a value. My friends don't see it like this, and it sucks, and it's certainly not... Um, like six thousand dollars worth but there's a value we'll tell that story for 30 straight super bowls as we build that parlay every year again um it's a painful value maybe but yeah there's something to that but that would have been fun and we do a lot of group bets at super bowl because there's nothing like a good group hug now that's what we're there for We, we like joke for the two weeks we a bit like it's a good night the more we're up there hugging you know hugging and we got to see a human avatar of the people who just can never bet unders in their life. Oh, my God. And then he sat next to me for an hour before the Super Bowl started and literally read me every prop and asked my opinion on it. I had to tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't care. I just bet, bet on whatever you want to bet on. I don't want to hear about it anymore. But take, if, if take I said under, oh, I, I can't, I can't, man, I can't bet unders. <laughs> Just everyone like, I like the, against I, that. I like the under on that prop. Well, no, I, I don't want to bet on any unders. And then like, here's the next prop. I like the under on the. Well, I don't want to bet on the under on that. So just fucking bet over on everything. Then it was so ludicrous. And then you talk. I was like, the reason you lose all your money is because all you do is make parlays with all this stuff. He's like, well, well, I don't parlay everything. Every bet he had was a parlay, <laughs> except for the five hundred dollars on the Eagles money line. Yes, that is true. Everyone had the Eagles money line. I, I actually didn't even bet the side. I just bet heavy on Not the Not P-Shag. As soon as halftime hit, I said to him, whatever the Chiefs are, there's value in that, Paul, even though I don't know if they're going to win. And and Paul ran to the window and made that bet. It's true. Paul, what did you get them at? Was it 310 or 360? Plus 310 with the Chiefs getting the ball? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so was that was easy money. We all looked I, at it, and I was like, yeah, no thanks. So I went pretty hard on the Eagles. I'll disclose it here. I was swimming in Jefferson money. I put $2,500 on the Eagles um, minus a point minus 110. The game, they were dominating as I thought they would. But the moment when they were up six and the kicker slipped on the kickoff, Pat, I put half stake. So 1250 at plus 160 on the Chiefs because this, it just, I was... Uh, luckily, it didn't feel like the field impacted the game, but it's just like now shit just feels so silly. Anything can possible. I still lost a lot of money on the Eagles, clearly, but I lost a lot less uh, than I should have. The field did have a detrimental impact mm. on the game, and I think it more more. I mean, obviously, it affected both teams, but I really think it took away from what the Eagles really did well all season. It was a lot akin to what we saw in the Buffalo and. Cincinnati game when all the talk all week was Cincinnati has this mismatch offensive line how are they going to block anyone and then the field was so bad that there was no real get up and go from the defensive line like they weren't operating at full speed because they had no footing I kind of feel like the same thing happened to the Eagles in this game and that's totally. why their pass rush was so ineffective and they you know Fox did a great job showing which players did and did change their cleats during the game because it was a must it was a must do and uh, then I love the next day as I'm going through Twitter and there I find our friends at the USGA glad-handing for credit for what a great job they did on the field. I was like, of course the USGA was involved. They were looking for credit before the game. 
It was before the game, was it? But I still, think the tweet of course that it was. You were, yeah, listen, it, in hindsight, a lot of those tweets. Do you know that the man in charge of the field is 94 years old and it was his last game? And he's God named bless the, him. And he's named the saw. He's wearing a T-shirt that said sod father. Oh. <laughs> okay? oh, Cust would so I don't want to be shirt. an ageist. I don't want to be an ageist. But at, at 94 years old, maybe he could be there in ceremony. But there has to be like um I don't know. Grass growing is grass growing, isn't it? I have how did that happen? On in a controlled environment for the Super Bowl, how that could happen is is insane. I don't even understand. It would be like I don't even know where I heard this. It'd be like a comedian getting a special and intentionally giving his worst jokes. That's like, what... it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense that you'd put a brand new field out there, like give it a test run or something. It was a slip and slide. They're lucky guys didn't get hurt. I guess you could debate the true impact on the game uh, because you bring up a great point, Pat. It did neutralize the pass rush in many ways. And it felt like guys in the secondary were helpless the entire night, not, you know, not having their footing when they have to react so quickly to an elite receiver, making a break or a tight end. Um, so, you know, the stats kind of showed how helpless they were, but I don't know how that can happen in a controlled environment. I don't know how that's possible. Apparently, Rihanna staged going the whole length of the field made those areas like even wetter in the second half. I don't know. That was there was Lee a- control Lee controlled. It's one of maybe the biggest cluster fucking Super Bowl history from something that is totally in control. You can't control a ref making a call or a player botching something or missing a kick. I don't even think the league is responsible for the blackout that happened during one of the games, but they're fully responsible for that. And I don't even know how it begins to happen. Tim was the first one to notice it, that everyone was slipping and that we were watching. Obviously he wasn't the first person like at all to notice it, but it did seem at first, Tim, like it was the painted areas of the field is where people were slipping yeah. around. And it was like, oh, no, this is everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, a couple of people started to laugh like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on here. But then it quickly became apparent. Yeah, like every time somebody tried to cut, they'd slide underneath of them. It was uh, it was very. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it other than like in the desert, the grass shouldn't be that that shouldn't be like that. Um, it did affect the game. I think you made a very good point about how it affected the defensive line's ability to rush the passer, affected both secondaries. Um, it affected special teams in some way, like that that Tony kick uh, punt return. You know, does that really happen uh, when the defenders are trying? I, I don't know. There's just a lot of weird things that that affected, but because there was some controversy at the end of the game and it was a close game that nobody really is hanging this game on the turf. And no one got uh, hurt because of it. And no one got hurt. But I will. one of the things I will always remember about this Super Bowl uh, was the turf, which is weird because, you know, this is not the first time, this is the third time in the last 15 years this stadium's had the Super Bowl. And, like, this wasn't the problem the other two times. So it's really strange. I, I think There's we'll, a lot of con- I, I think we're going to overlook the quality of the turf because it ended up producing just a very, watch, a very enjoyable Super Bowl to watch. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Sure it was. Sure it was. I had a great time. Lost money, had a great time. A division rival won that, I don't know, there's so many good players and non-hateable characters on the team that it's hard to, like, even be angry and not respect them. I enjoyed myself. And you're right, Pat. Both teams 
we almost feel like we're only annoyed because it feels like we lost an opportunity to have more fun um, potentially or to see how that could have played out. But what a what a night, what a game. But I'll yeah, I don't know if I'll always remember it by the field. Conspiracy theorists are saying it was a grass field and how the players this year have sort of, you know, through the PA have started a campaign, how anti-turf they are. And Tim and I know that because both our teams definitely on maybe the two worst surfaces in the league are in LA and New York, ironically enough, or dangerous surfaces. And maybe the league is like, hey, you guys like grass? Well, watch, watch what grass does. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know, but what? Yeah, there's bigger, maybe there's bigger issues than the field, but as such a league nerd and like league minutia of all of it, uh, I'm into that, and I've sort of been into the follow-up as to how that could even have occurred. What did you make of, I mean, obviously the penalty at the end of the game that clinched it for the Chiefs? I would put it out there that it was clearly a penalty. However, when you're playing in a game where, and you were spot on this on last week's show, that they didn't want a repeat of that Bengals and Chiefs game, and there were very few penalties in the game overall. They were letting everything go. Stuff that was far worse than what we saw Bradbury do to Juju on that play. But you're play, so you're on the defense, and you're playing the entire game, knowing that you're getting away with this and getting away with that, that that, that opportune time to actually call the penalty... It didn't seem right. If they were calling it all game, then yeah. But if you're not calling it all game, it just seems like really bizarre timing to to pull out the yellow flag on that. That's, uh, but I, I will, players, but, but I think that everyone knows it was a penalty. You can see it. he's pulling his jersey. <laughs> agreed. It was a penalty. Uh, it was sort of also within that first you know five yards line of scrimmage where we do also allow a little more leeway. It was a penalty, but you nailed it, Pat. All these guys want is consistency. You're there, there were, if you're calling that all game long, they know how they got to play that. That was not called at all during the game. Um, so for it to have been called there, that's all they want. Can, all players want good refs, bad refs. They want the game called consistent just in the same way, you know, we refer to a strike zone in baseball. That's almost all anyone involved in the game can ask for. I don't think the wrong team won. They were 100%. Well, I bet the Eagles, and I'm a little annoyed the Chiefs won, but they were 100% touchdown rate in the second half with their drives. The Eagles had no sacks. Chiefs are going to win that game. But between the field and that at the end, it feels like uh, the integrity of the game was lost a little bit, but it was still incredibly entertaining and 100% TD rate in the second half. I'm not going to dispute your right to have won the game, regardless of what happened. Yeah, they make the field goal either way. The problem with the penalty, obviously, is just that it milked the Eagles out of time to actually come down the field and do something. It's I found it funny, too, Tim, like when they were talking about Jalen Hurts' final throw of the game that went absolutely nowhere. He clearly slipped when he threw the ball, like when you watch it on the replay. Yeah, of course he did, because who doesn't slip on that turf? Yeah, he never really never showed it again. I mean, it's a... 0.1% 0.1% chance play, but yeah, of course that's what happened. And I, I mean, I can't disagree with anything that's been said here. If you're not calling anything up and down the field for 40, for 58 minutes, you can't you can't call that in the last two minutes. Um, I just don't think you can do that. Not in the, that situation. Not for as 
you know, pedestrian as that hold was. It was very pedestrian. It wasn't super blatant. You don't have to call that, and you don't, you don't have to call it, given the way you weren't calling anything all game. I was dis- that, so that was disappointing. You know, I, you know it's, it's sort of unfortunate that the Super Bowl sort of ended on on a minor note rather than than on a higher one because had the Eagles gotten the ball back, you know, I'd say they had a better than fifty percent chance of scoring and, and winning. The greatest so. TV show of the year, the best TV show of the year. We wanted to maximize those final 90 seconds. Instead, they just ticked away lifelessly. Yeah, I think the natural consensus yeah. of football fans, you know, like I lost over a grand on the Eagles, so I could have a different opinion. But I think that is the, the truest opinion of most you know people who are trying to enjoy the Super Bowl. Watching those seconds tick away lifelessly maybe unearned debatably earned or unearned um was very anticlimactic to the night but whatever the best player on planet earth gets to lift the trophy and whatever do you think that they're gonna ban that eagles rugby play if they believe Ooh. in player safety they have to i mean no one's got hurt doing it yet people are gonna get crushed you know it absolutely crushed it depends if they're sincere about player safety it has to go. It's uh, and I think they should. And, and I kind of think they should because, yeah. like, it's just not good for the game. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, every t- if they don't, every single team will employ it every single week going forward. Well, without I don't, exception. Yeah, but in I every circumstance. I, I don't know how you can watch the Eagles all year, have it work every single time, yet no other team copied it. Yeah, that's a good point. But I, I'm certain with the off season that is going to happen. No, I, and so, so I think the league is going to step in front and say, no, no, no. You can't do this with 350-pound guys. People are going to get crushed. We're, we're, you're not, we're not letting this happen anymore. I mean, maybe just because my quarterback had a rib injury, but I literally spend Sunday screaming at the television to just do what the Eagles do. <laughs> it's on T. It's in front of you. They literally, I mean, for us here, they make it look like that CFL where the other team has to be a yard off the ball. It's like for free. There is also at the end when Jarek took the slide down, it was very clear that the Eagles were conceding the touchdown, hoping that Jarek would run in. You think that the Eagles would have employed the same sort of strategy that they do on that fourth down? Like someone pick up Jarek and carry him into the end zone before he can slide. Like that has to be a part of it, knowing that all of the running backs outside of Nick Chubb, who led your Jets to a win earlier this year, are going to slide at this point. That's so funny. I never even thought, I mean, that's so obvious. And I don't even know what the offensive player could do if a defender Picks tried to just take his the momentum. Referee, I, think, I think the referee would blow his forward momentum dead. Yeah, but there's no, no forward. You keep, the forward, you keep the forward his momentum going. Momentum has, no, his momentum has stopped. If the no. impetus on the ball has been put on it by somebody else, then the play's over. No, like if if a defender, if Jarek is running and he hasn't slid yet, let's say he hits the three-yard line, and I don't know, Fletcher Cox is standing right next to him, and Fletcher, Fletcher Cox picks him up and walks him into the end zone, it would be a touchdown. And he, his, forward pro, his progress is stopped at the moment he's picked up. I don't think that's the case. Because his momentum is over. Okay, I don't know about picking him off his feet, but still using everything you've got, being a defender. Yeah, you can side. try to grab Push his jersey and throw, him, and throw him in, but like, you know, smart so guys would just purposely fumble it out of bounds then. Almost slingshot him into the end zone. Yeah, you got to try something yeah, because just, running backs know to slide now. It's just really hard. You never practice that. Or if you would, it, would, you just, it happens, what, once a year you might have to do that? Like, 
There probably just isn't much practice on that, right? So I'm saying maybe you should practice it. If it's the if it's the end of your season, you might as well go for it. Yeah, I mean, in those situations, I, I almost think a team should just take a knee anyway. Yeah, I mean, that would probably be the better. I mean, that's what they ended up doing anyway. So what was really the difference to shorten it by seven yards uh, on the yeah, field goal? I, I, yeah, I, I don't quite know, yeah. I Yeah, that, that seems strange to me. The other two things that I wanted to talk about was, should Hurts have won MVP? He had the best game. He was the most valuable player he, in the game. If he hadn't had that fumble, I think he would have won it. To win it as a def- as a losing player, I think you have to play a perfect game. I mean, out, and that fumble that, meant that he did. But that that's enough. When you're the losing quarterback to win the MVP, I think you have to throw a perfect game. And he threw uh, one hitter, which, while amazing, is not quite enough to be the winner on a losing team. No fumble, hundred percent. He wins that award. I think if, he wins it unanimously if he doesn't fumble it. If there's any eagle that made the worst play of the night it's not bradbury with that thing at the end zone it is the 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 guard who who flinched before they were running that automatic Mm -hmm. first down play at third and one which ended up being third and five third and six which was the play of the fumble yeah i mean what a a it was a 90 second sequence in the second quarter that truly changed the course of the football game I say that, although the Eagles still go to halftime, that tied the game. The Eagles still go to half up, up 10. So I kind of take that back. Cause in no, I'm with you. I felt like it was going to go to 21 seven there. And we, you, it could be a party on your hands. Kind of felt the same thing. I also thought, that was a- I mean, we, we saw the chiefs not go for it on fourth and three and attempt the field goal and dong, they don't get anything. I was kind of, I mean, we talked about it in the room and everyone else sided against me. So maybe I'm dead wrong on this. Jeff, I thought they should have went for two after the Sky Moore touchdown to get up by nine. Because if they they don't get it, the Eagles aren't going for two. They're going to kick the extra point. Like you all like that. I mean, I suppose they could go for two and take the lead, but then you make it a legit two score game at that point. That was brought up in my group as well. Um, The Eagles are definitely going for two there. To win the game, you think, on a touchdown? To take the lead? Yeah. That, that coach is incredibly aggressive. Okay. But when you have Jalen Hurts but you, playing but, the way he but is, you're ag- but, yeah, I think but you're aggra- two. But you're aggressive, and at this point, like, you're not being stopped. You're just marching down the field on every single play that if you think you have the play, I, I don't see why you wouldn't go for it. Yeah. I can see it. I can understand it. The most disappointing thing in that whole game just had to be the Eagles' defense, though. Yeah. Yeah, all these guys who should have been getting—they they never sent a blitz that I can remember. There are certainly not enough blitzes. Their pass rushers never got bad, home. Bad like, turf or not, like I don't know who who said it. Might have been ex Chief Mitchell Schwartz or might have been Orlando Brown. But it's like put it on a T-shirt. Zero fucking sacks. <laughs> Zero. Real impressive. The offensive line cost them a Super Bowl, and the offensive line really, really contributed to them winning that Super Bowl. What was injured, wasn't it? Yeah, but they still, you know, the offensive line was so poor in that game against Tampa that lost them the game. And they played so well against Philly's pass rush that, I mean, they were just as influential as Mahomes only had 190 yards. Like, I think the offensive line was right there with him. To Pat's point, I think Kurtz maybe should have gotten the MVP. That wouldn't have surprised me or been crazy. I think he played enough to overcome, played well enough to even overcome that fumble from a stat line MVP worthiness. 
The question is now that um, he was a second rep. Does Jalen Hurts play another year on a without a new contract, or do the Eagles almost play hardball, demand he comes back on the current terms so they can return as much of this team back as possible? Well, if you extend him and he signs that deal with the guaranteed money and the signing bonus. I believe it still wouldn't kick in until he plays the final year on the cheap deal, right? So they would still have another year to run this back, and then it's an entirely new-look situation, almost identically what happened with the Chiefs in the Mahomes extension. Well said, and then that, I guess, becomes a summer of Burrow, Herbert, Hurts extensions. Well, uh, how those well, come in? The the Hertz one would have to happen this year because he's the second round pick. With the other guys, they still have another year because the five year for the first round, isn't it? Yeah, that's yes. right. It would be a vested, guaranteed, uh, big money fifth year into the twenties, and that's also what is um, for the Bengals, the Chargers. Those are easy decisions. Um, and then we'll see if Miami wants to pick up that fifth year option or just let that play out and if he's healthy and plays great they're happy to not like say daniel jones because i think two has less to prove than daniel jones but they're happy to pay a premium if i mean daniel jones won a playoff game i mean no but i'm just saying can't say that about anyone in miami if the dolphins don't pick up the option i think it's still the intention of they're happy to pay a bit more of a premium uh just for the proof that um he can survive the season and continue what he did when he was healthy last year Tua is taking judo lessons so he knows how to fall better. That's a true story. I think that's probably sure if it works. That's smart. smart. Great. I don't. He's got to do something, as we've said a few times. We've all seen small quarterbacks. Yeah, but that team's uh, window is closed. I'm sorry, it was this year. No, shut it, up. It came and shut passed. up. It's don't gone. start the off. We're it's the first gone. thing in. It's not about that. Like it is about that actually. Why? How could that window be closed? It was a small window to begin with, and they didn't didn't take advantage of an opportunity. AFC is too good, and that team is just not talented enough, and that quarterback's not talented enough but to if, compete in a in a in a conference. Why with, can't they get with, better if he's healthy? Not, they why don't have any picks. Improve the team. They're not. This is as good as they're going to get, and that's not good enough. Honestly, they saw they brought in Fangio. To me, they're already improved. Fan, Fangio, yeah, okay. the, 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 just like the Eagles did, brought in Fangio for some quick game plan on the Chiefs, knowing that he was zero and six against good. the Chiefs in his career, and that defense played really well. Uh, so well that that guy got a job in Arizona. It seemed really strange. Okay, I'm just saying. I I, I don't know. I think they're already. It's. Oh uh, yeah, they're the fourth best team in their division, third at best. I mean, that's what the odds show. They have they have the third best odds to win the Super Bowl in the AFC East. So, whatever. No way. I mean, when they when the Jets had the worst last year, you said that they could potentially win all of their games. So I don't know if the odds actually mean anything. I don't know if I actually publicly said that. But. You did. You said they could be 17-0. and 0. No, I don't believe I said that publicly. You did. believe I said that on threads. When we did the uh, win total show, Jeff, you might recall that Tim's prediction for the Jets was could be 0-17, could be 17-0, or anywhere in between. Yeah, it was sort of a Kevin Garant, Durant <laughs> Adidas commercial. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kevin Garnett, anything is possible, uh, was the range of outcomes for the Jets last year was quite wide and at different times, I guess it probably felt that way. Um, and they finished right in the middle. Oh. I don't know why. I, I mean, it's, we've got a whole off season to do it and Tim will certainly 
give us his air on on the Dolphins plenty, but I don't know why you would write them off immediately. There's they're not immune to making moves. Yeah, they're really good. The the biggest pop of the night was the Tony touchdown in our room, but I think the second biggest one was Cust was complaining on the first few drives that the Eagles weren't tr- covering Travis Kelsey. And we asked him, like, what would you do in order to shut this down? He's like, well, you just got to chip him off the line. You chip him off the line, he can't do anything. Like, the next play, Darius Slate chips him off the line, just blows him over, goes to the end zone and catches a touchdown. The, the, the crowd inside the house thought that was tremendous, myself included. See, that's ironic because Tim gives me such a hard time because I've admitted that I overstated something earlier in the year where I said I could probably win a half dozen plays in the NFL calling just out of sheer coin flip luck, um, you know, chess, you know, just, you know, timing and, and luck. And I acknowledge, you know, that's probably way too many, maybe more like two or three. But here he is giving his opinions on how he's tackling and taking Kelsey out of place. Yes. Do you still want to chip him? And you then then your idea. I think you was, do any number. I think you have to do, well. You have to do any number of things. Your idea was chip him by diving at his knees, which is a penalty. I just think you know you have to slow him down. You get paid as a defensive coordinator. You know, if I were the owner of a team, you don't get your paycheck if, if Travis Kelsey figures out a way to get twelve catches against you. Bill Belichick's greatness was. Travis Kelsey would not have done anything. Hundred percent. Travis Kelsey against Bill Belichick when he's got talent on his defense, they shut Kelsey down. I mean, the, I mean, idea, Tra- that un- Tra- the idea that Kelsey, he's unstoppable is foolish. Travis Everyone's Kelsey had stopped. six catches for eighty-one yards. You, the, the Eagles would have taken that going into the game. I wonder what his yardage closed at because a lot of the um, I think eighty-five and a half. Yeah, because it was in the high seventies, and you know, a lot of the pro betters they can't resist when their model is saying like 77 yards and at the Super Bowl Kelsey's 85 they can't resist but play the unders and a lot of the pro betters were almost waiting till 5:30 to bet their unders on the props which was a very popular over um night but so he would have finished right in the middle of um bets maybe even people middled that it, it was funny because well, so- if you had just loaded up overs on everything Eagles passing wise, you won. And if you loaded up unders on everything Chiefs wise, you won. Like Mahomes's passing prop didn't even come close. Like that that bailed me out of a lot of stuff. Let's go say Jarek Jarek may have gotten over. Yeah, Jarek did. He got he didn't get over uh, yardage. He got over receptions. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the Chiefs weren't on the field much in the first half. That's true. No, they sure weren't. And the Eagles, I mean. The fumble touchdown really threw a kink into everything of what was going on because it just kept the possession with the Eagles the entire time. But the Eagles had two drives. And I, it felt like they held the ball for the entire quarter at one point. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it was like the time of possession was something like 23 minutes to seven or something in the first half. When yes. I bailed on half my bet, was they were up six, they just kicked the field goal, and it's like they're up six points. It feels like they should be up 20. I got to get out of some of this. You know, the stakes are fun at, at, at 620. They're less fun deeper in the night where they feel more real. Yeah, they had, <laughs> they had, they had two drives, one in the second quarter. They scored the, the second Hertz touchdown. 
it was seven minutes and 19 seconds. And then they had a field goal in the third quarter on a seven minute and 45 second drive. Like there's a quarter right there just on two drives yep. that only led to 10 sure points. Is. Like that's going to just force the other team into unders regardless of what happens. And the, and I mean, to go back to your 55 yard scoring play that the, I don't think the chiefs took a shot downfield all game. No, no, their big play came off special teams. But even like just in the like the the A dot for Mahomes was just low. It was all just dink and dunk the entire and the and the rushing attack turned out to be really good for the Chiefs. Yeah, Pacheco had a had a very nice day. There were some numbers. Your friend, our buddy, four for fours, Connor Allen, Pat, um, who you did a lot of the prop stuff with throughout the whole season. He put out some content saying the Eagles defense, well, great. Like they're not, they might not be as good as people perceive. He showed some stats against some of the better offenses they played and it was i saw this and eagles fans were furious with him (laughs) oh well connor's great he yeah so he took so much heat like that he took so much heat from toxic eagle fans in the lead up to the super bowl and obviously he victory lapped it after and showed some some fun replies but a lot of the things he mentioned about the run defense a lot of that showed up in that game so so credit to colin uh connor I'm going to nitpick one more thing from that game that annoyed me. That review before half, that was way too long, man. Shit, get that shit back on the field. That's a catch. In my opinion. No, the ball moved. No, hear me out. In my opinion, we saw this exact catch or situation or comparable, in my opinion, in the Miami Buffalo playoff game early in it, Waddle on the sideline when he dropped it going to the ground. But when you take the steps in bounds, once you step out of bounds, that control doesn't matter compared to a guy catching and falling on the sidelines. If any of that made sense, that review was also too long, which meant they didn't have enough evidence and they should have been back on the field playing and the Eagles could have scored a touchdown before the half instead of the field goal. Obviously, it wasn't a catch. They called it no catch. They looked at it for six minutes and found they were a lot of no catch, catch no catches, right? There were a lot of catch. Well, no the, catch the, the, ga- the game was like going by pretty fast. So they were like, we need to extend this game out a little bit. It's like when, when like, I, I think fa- Sanders fumbled. Yeah, I, 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 I do clearly, too. I do clearly too. fumbled. It should have been a touchdown for the Chiefs. If that were the Chargers on a Sunday, <laughs> that's a fumble, man. He caught it. He made a move. Yes, a he, he moved possession. up. He turned. Yes, he turned his shoulders upfield. That's Ooh. a move. It's a fumble. Yeah, you know when the yeah, and the Chiefs went on to kick the field goal to go up six. That might have even been the reason I I keep mentioning it, but I did do a bit of my um you know release life jacket half life jacket because I was like that whole drive was a blessing because to me that was a fumble and they should have been down four to me. So you're right. I don't even. I'm arguing that call before the half, but I think the refs absolutely got that wrong. But maybe they didn't want the Chiefs getting two cheap touchdowns. I don't know. That looked like a catch and fumble. I thought so. Pat? I mean, I think it's a bang-bang type play. It just he did, To watch it in real time, it didn't look like a catch. It just... Because it, it was like boom, boom. No, it happened ball, really quickly. Fall out. But, like when you slowed it down to slow motion, could you argue that it was maybe? But I think when you watch it at real time speed, like there's no chance you would ever call that a catch. The only reason that they called it a catch and a touchdown was so that they could go review it. I think in real time, right, the fact that it happens fast isn't reason to overturn it, right? Like 
a first baseman's only got to be his foot on the bag for one split tenth of a second for it to be an out. Doesn't have to be there all, the whole time. Yeah, but the I think only has to take but, one but quarter when, of a second. But if he turns his shoulder, it's good. Yeah, but you, then you have to argue, like, did he actually have full possession? I think that, put it this way, if you, I heard someone say this, and I, I thought it was actually quite sharp, that if the defender wasn't there, would Sanders have caught the ball and just kept running up the field? The answer is yes. Yeah. So, Therefore, it should have been a catch. Yeah, I think I really think that one could have went either way. It was just like the the Goddard one out of bounds, which when you did look at it and he like kind of fumbled with it with his helmet, you did see that his back foot was still on the ground once he actually got possession. I actually thought that was a really good call. What a throw! What a catch! That was a wow. really nice throw. Wow. What else do we have? I think that's I think that's good yeah. for the moment. Oh yeah, XFL starts this week. I'm going to an XFL oh, show with uh, Justin Freeman. <laughs> Jeff, you know, you know about this with RunTheSims.com and how USFL was a printing press. DraftKings has 100K up top in their tournament this week. So I recommend that everyone, there's a monthly pass. So if you only want to play four weeks of XFL while the prize pools are big, fine with it. Go to RunTheSims.com right now. Get the monthly pass. You can beat up on prize picks because uh, prize picks, I think, already has lines out for it. And we just destroyed that. I went like 5K during USFL just from r- running the prop simulator and just going like the, the props are like, 50 yards off on some players because no one has any idea how to cap the XFL. And Justin has just done such a good job with the projections. Obviously, they're not all going to be right because sometimes, like I played one guy who was like a smash play last year and he ended up not playing in the game for reasons that we still don't know why. He just didn't dress at the last second. There was no reporting on that. So you're going to get screwed from time to time, but it's such an advantage to take advantage. Like, everyone let's put down all this money on the Super Bowl, which is the funniest part. And Jeff, you know, the, the sharpest people and the most money and the biggest edges you're going to have are in stupid sports like this. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That makes total sense. And D- Justin has a system. He, he he hires humans to, like, scout the pregame situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, I see him, like, he's looking for bodies to go to these games to sort of let them know what's happening pregame. So it's worth it. I'm telling you, he goes all out for this stuff over at Run the Sims. And you mentioned the success uh, last time there was spring football in America. Yeah, so runthesims.com. Highly recommend that you go get it if you want to get down because the prize pools are going to shrink. We know this because interest just isn't there. But for the first two weeks, there's going to be giant prize pools filled with people who legit don't know what they're doing. You get Run the Sims, at least you can program it and just be like, hey, give me some lineups, and they'll at least be correlated for you. And then you can hit the prop machine as well and go over to prize picks. Code uh, DOP, by the way, at prizepicks.com. I'll give you a deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Uh, you can hit the description, get the link down there if you want to jump in on that, if it's available in your state. Uh, just a lot of success last year with USFL. I'm hoping it's as successful for XFL this time around. There's no guarantee on that, obviously. But well, uh, I mean, you know, numbers are important, but you really think you're going to dismiss the human element? Like, are the Brahmins really going to let the Battlehawks come into their stadium on opening day and beat them? Like, I think that every seems game's tough. in Orlando. Am I making that up? I don't know. All, all the USFL games were in Birmingham. I had money on the Battle Hawks the last time the NFL or XFL was around. They canceled the season I, I when they were in first place. I just see that they're playing at the San Antonio Brahmas. Yeah, and, but uh, I don't think know. the game's actually in San Antonio. I don't know where these games are. I'm not going to watch one quarter of one second of XFL. I was saying to Jeff before the show began, as much as I love the NFL, like, I am, you know, it's here's Tuesday, and... I don't miss football being gone right now. Like, I'm cool with it. I don't mind having Sundays free to watch golf or do whatever. 
for the next six months. Like I'm in a good spot. Like football season lasts just long enough. And now I'm like done with it for a while. And I'm that that's cool. Thanks for the soldier. Well, you know, you asked me to come in here and give my opinion. It's the truth. Never asked you. I asked Jeff, but okay. Okay, but hold on a second. If there's one, Rodgers is probably on with McAfee as we're speaking. If there is one pro-Jets thing or Rodgers commits to the Jets or the Jets do something, you will be so excited for football, and on Sunday you'll be dreaming of them playing. Um, yes, that would be a change in circumstances where I would change my opinion. Yes, but we're not there yet. You know, he's not finished his, has he done his four day dark, uh, you know, vacation or whatever it is like, I'm excited. Look, it looks like the news broke that the Jets and the Packers have had preliminary discussions does seem like we're probably, we're probably going to get him. not guaranteed. Uh, it's great for the show, obviously. I don't know if it's good for my emotional health. We'll see. Uh, it's good for good for the Jets. It's good. It's good for the NFL. I'm hopeful. You know, Rodgers is still an excellent quarterback. He's like the third best quarterback in the conference. He gives us a chance to win every single game we're in. Well, maybe you know, anything maybe, short of being maybe, in the more, divisional yeah. round would be a huge letdown for a team with Aaron Rodgers with this kind of defense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. 
Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's some more jet stuff that we can get to in a second based on some news that came out just after we started recording this that I see popping up on my timeline right now. But I do want to do a mini version of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> what do you got? So, this is real mini because, you know, it's not the real mini ones because the season itself is over. But I've started to shave with one of those old-timey brushes. And let me tell you, it makes all the difference in the world. One of those brushes, you know, that have a handle with the like the horse hair or whatever that you rub around in the in the soap. You don't get your hands all gucky when you're shaving. You can paint your whole face with this brush. It leads to much better, smoother shaves. You use better soaps than that cheap, uh, you know, uh, shaving cream that you're, you know, the Barbasol you're taking off the shelf. <laughs> Just here to give you some advice that like if you can buy one of those old timey shaving brushes. Like, it makes a world of difference to your happiness. Are you talking about, like, when you go to the barber and they shave your neck and they pull out the thing and then you're, ta- you're not talking about, like, shaving with it. You're talking about spreading the shaving cream with it. It's like what you lather the shaving cream yeah, on Yeah, it's one of those handheld brushes. Yeah, those big brushes. And you, like, lather your face with it. It does a great job. Well, thanks. And uh, That's a great tip. The other thing, well, I was going to give you that tip. I mean, we were. I was going to ask. I mean, you sort of like gave it out to the public last night. I see, so it's sort of no longer a surprise as to whether I was obligated to. It, it was a snowstorm here, and if I were to order takeout, what are the rules with tipping on snowstorms? And you think it's one hundred percent? Based the on the more I thought about that, the more I think that's a ridiculous take. All right. Well, what do you think, Jeff? And to put some qualifications, we had a, like a blizzard here overnight that Tim didn't have groceries and didn't feel comfortable enough to drive three minutes to go to the grocery store. The police outside. said not to be out on the roads. Okay. So Tim must be down so bad because, sorry. <laughs> because I feel like when this situation has come up before is why he's confessed to he's eaten like two sleeves of Oreos for dinner or just bacon bits because he cited a blizzard. Um, so he nothing. must have been he must have been barren. <laughs> like we're talking about nothing but condiments in the fridge. I mean, you once ate a bowl of bacon of, of processed bacon bits as a meal. That did happen. That that did happen. That was a long time ago. Like, wouldn't this that be? Did happen? I mean, do you still have that half off frozen cake in your freezer? I ended up taking out some cream of wheat and boiling and making that, and throwing some old raisins in it. And that's what I had for supper last night. It was a bowl of cream of wheat with raisins. A Foss oatmeal. Yeah. Less fun. Paul. Oh, certainly less fun. It wasn't a party. Paul, Paul, okay. has, a, Paul has something to chime in here. 
I think if you order off of Uber Eats, like those people are not forced to work at that point in time. So they want the work whether there's a blizzard or not. I think it's just common courtesy. It's not like it's not like Cust is ordering a two hundred and fifty dollar meal and then matching the two hundred and fifty bucks. He's trying to order like a burrito for eleven bucks. No, I was gonna get bucks. some Thai food. I'm okay. not doubling that though. Okay, so oh, I'm so I'm I sorry, would... Tim. You can't you can't spare the twenty bucks. We know you can. I don't want to. Well, I'm sorry that you I, need... you're too scared to leave your house and you want someone to bring it to you. It just sounds the authorities right. recommend oh, that you don't on. leave your house. You got to go just a couple things. I think there's a couple like fair rules. Maybe you must like for etiquette order something that might not even be nearly your favorite or what you're craving, but something that's close by. So this guy might not have to go a long time. I totally agree with with Tim in the Uber economy. They're no they know exactly what they're doing. If they're out there, they want the surcharges. It's like the same guys that are working New Year's or Halloween night or or whatever that bullshit is. So it's an economy that's aware of this, but it goes without saying you must just, I don't think tipping a hundred percent, but tipping above and beyond, I think is, is but, common courtesy. But you're for I tipped you're, above and beyond. La- I got, I tipped above and beyond last week and I was chastised. You, did. you tipped, you, you gave him fucking three bucks. 30%. Three? Uh, yeah, but the, that's why, bucks. that's why I say, because what, whatever exactly. you're, whatever you're getting isn't super expensive. That's why it's a hundred dollars. That's why it's a hundred percent match on this. To I make it like passport, yeah, yeah. If it's gonna be yes. fifteen bucks, give them fifteen bucks. Give them ten bucks then. Not not be like, oh, I'm tipping big. I'm tipping thirty percent. Here's your two seventy five. Like fuck off. I agree with Pat here. When you're ordering something that's ten bucks and you think leaving two seventy five makes you a big shot in a snowstorm. You're not. You're right. That's probably got to be like seven, six. I, I don't know. Double that. Yeah, at least, I think. And, and we know. Oh, that, that's highway robbery. I won't pay it. Well, <laughs> we also and know. You don't have to. Hold, hold, on, hold, hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You, you mentioned that in like the Uber, DoorDash, whatever it is economy, that they are they're actively out there. And I do agree with you on that. I would still tip them really well if they came to my house. But we all know that Tim doesn't use Uber Eats or DoorDash or Skip the Dishes. This is true. So the person that's going to be delivering whatever he brings is an employee who is at the restaurant already that now actively has to leave. They're, they're there until whatever time their shift is over. So they, at, they wouldn't have to go do anything. They would still get paid for being on the <laughs> clock for being out there. So that argument doesn't hold any water to me. I mean, I it's true. I was not going to not use. To be I will, on, yeah. uh, not to be on Tim on Team Tim. Um, that was a bad look. That's it. You, you think it's last bad luck year? No, I think like you should tip a lot, but like yeah, like he doesn't use Uber Eats, so yeah, he's calling up like the pizza store yeah. where like they're forcing some seventeen-year-old kid out in a blizzard out the door. It's like you should definitely tip more on these types of nights. Um, I don't know if you have. To well, do there's different between more. But I like, don't mind tipping more, but like I was being recommended to tip a hundred percent. I won't pay those prices. And well, then well, you should get up off of your couch and go pick go up the food it. for yourself. Then it's too snowy, and I am but not comfortable the, going. It's too out snowy in that type for the other people, though. You said the police have advised people to stay off the road, which is why you won't go out. But you want someone else to chaperone your food to you in conditions. The police are saying don't go outside. Well, yeah, but they say don't go outside unless you're there for work. Those people are there for work. Some man of the people. I wouldn't be out for work. They would be out for work. 
going back quickly to last week, like I'm just one of those people, I would feel so awkward to even think the guy is giving me a dirty look as I'm staying past late, um, you know, closing, whatever, eating in. When I hurt my knee last year, I ordered a lot of Uber Eats. Like there's no doubt I had surgery on my knee. I can't go anywhere. I'm home all the time. Um, whatever. And I would always like I am. It's a very Seinfeld thing, I guess, what I'm about to say. But every time the guy came and it was bad weather because it happened during the winter, I'd make sure that he like saw I'm here on crutches or I'd have my my brace <laughs> on just to see like, oh, yeah, this guy's like helpless. I am delivering him his food and he has no other choice. I'm a weirdo like that, though. Basically, you wanted to make him feel like he worked for Meals on Wheels and you were a recipient of that. No, then I am not just like the biggest, even though I have tendencies that would lead you to believe that, I'm not the laziest guy ever. Like I would go these 10 blocks, five blocks, um, you know, distances, sometimes even walking or in my car. I just, I have. I just don't understand why, just because it's bad weather, why that means I automatically have to pay more money out of my pocket for the same thing if it was a nice day. It's courtesy. Do, 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 do you really? Do you, you really mean? not? Do you, do you really not see the difference? Not a lot more. No. So now you. If someone so goes on, above you, and yeah, go ahead, Jeff. It's like if someone goes. If you know someone went through something to deliver something for you, or like it's just common sense. It's like that's worth more than the standard summer day driver. Like I don't even know how that. You, I don't know whether you're now just doing a shtick. A little bit more, but not a lot double. Not double. Like I'm shouldn't be when the or, when the tip is two fifty and you think you're a big shot because you gave twenty five. I don't look at the numbers. I look at the percentages. I don't know what I'm tipping dollar wise. I look at the, the percentages. But it doesn't mean anything to the guy. If my meal is going to be twenty four bucks, then I wouldn't consider t- like to me. 10 like that's the max and you we're think going you're, you think you're off the hook because you put three dollars in a tip jar at a burrito place plat past closing like, yes. what's that work out to 17 cents an employee like the guys that are there give a shit go ahead yeah go ahead go, continue to guilt me i shouldn't have patronized that place at all they would have been happier if i hadn't patronized the restaurant no I'm they would have been happier that, if you yeah, fucking left no 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 you you have the right i'm just saying that tip doesn't make you free of um like it doesn't offset what the employees would feel like to pat's point this only kind of makes sense if the order is so big where you know the number can make the guy feel good and you're not here to make anyone feel good i get it but no no no, that's not true i'm just i just don't see why it needs to be exorbitant i know a dollar or two extra because of troubles i guess that's fine it's reasonable a dollar like, or two in this economy? If a guy just went through a mission for you? A mission. Okay. Well, the suit, so in the end, I decided this was all too thorny, and I just didn't didn't order at all. You went to bed hungry. I did last night also. Oh, I didn't, go, I didn't go to bed hungry. I just went to bed not as satisfied as I would have otherwise been. He defrosted his cake and ate that for dinner. No, I didn't do that. I ate cream of wheat with some old raisins. Well, nature's best candy. So it's fine. It's like, like a guy who's, I have a question here. You seem like a very, for all your quirkiness, you seem like you're on a very like Tim and his ways and his schedule. How does your place get totally barren like that? Because I didn't buy food because 
I knew I'd be out for dinner on Sunday because of the Super Bowl. And I knew I was going to be out to dinner on Saturday because mom and dad were cooking something. And I knew that I wasn't having dinner at home on Friday. So you've got like a out. big grocery store mission. Like so, once we're done recording here, you, you, you better not get in any fights. <laughs> okay. Ha 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 ha. No, I actually have something. I have to go house sit this evening. So I'm not going to be able to cook this. So like, anyway, that's why I'm so low on groceries. Cause I was going to be like away from my house for like six or seven days in the evening at supper time. So like, I, I'm so, shocked yeah. that you don't have any like frozen reserve food, regardless of what it is. Like, I can't keep it egg? in the house or I'll, the... no, I can't keep it in the house or I'll eat it all. Hungry man's? Is no, that I can't. Jam? I can't keep them in the house anymore. I'll eat them all. They'd be gone. And if I can microwave you in three minutes, then it's gone. So I can't have it. Now that's coming back to bite you now, unfortunately, because that would be it the, is. That I would got, be the thing. Like, have got, some know, frozen fish or something in your freezer, just no, in case no, of no, emergency. Ter- terrible for you. Might as well just eat the uh, Big Mac frozen fish unless it's like uh like i'm, I'm assuming you mean like fish sticks no I, d- I don't mean fish sticks i'm not four years old well when people say frozen fish most people think you mean like highliner do they or is that I'm what just... you think both no it's not i'm just picturing the most depressing like from the movies fridge that oh it is it is it, it's exactly <laughs> the 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 when you open the door the door is full of stuff because that's where all the condiments is but the shelves and the crisper, there ain't nothing in there right now. It's empty. I think there's like no, literally nothing on the shelves. I'm shocked you don't have like we always have like an excess of meat in our freezer, like ground beef, steak, whatever, chicken, whatever it like may be. Fro- I don't like when possible to eat stuff from f- like my meats from frozen. Like you, you I'd th- rather you, have them th- fresh th- if I'm going to buy it. You realize you thaw them out, right? You don't cook them frozen. That, that's also, I don't really know how to do that. What? I have to be honest. I don't really know how to, like, I know you, well, I don't you know, know how, how to, to do it. Something? Well, I mean, you could leave it on the counter for hours and hours yes. and hours and hours. Yeah. But like, there's like a defrost way to do it in the microwave. No, just, just, to just it. leave it out. Just leave it out. And it will... Well, that's no good to you when you're like, it's five o'clock and you want to eat and it's friggin' frozen. Well, then you can put it in some water. Put it in some cold water in your sink and make sure it stays submerged and it'll be done in like an hour. Anyway, I don't I don't usually when I buy stuff from the delis like meats or whatever, I like to eat them fresh. The yeah, well if you're going to the deli, sure. Not when I say the deli, I mean like the meat counter or whatever. Like when you pick up the whatever, frozen meat uh sorry, the ground beef or the steak or the pork cutlets or whatever. I don't really care to freeze and then defrost. You really do seem like a prime candidate for HelloFresh or good food or whatever it might be. Chef's plate. I've done the Hello. I've, I've tried the HelloFresh and it's it's fine, but it's just it's it's too expensive. It's not worth it. I, I, I mean, my wife and I get it every single week. It's good for three meals. I like think it's fifty five bucks after tax. Yeah, it's a little too expensive. That's for two of us. Uh, yeah, I, I I just find it's it's pricier than it needs to be. I can cook really good stuff cheaply if I want to. Really. I'm good at that. Give us your best discount recipe and walk us through it, please. Oh, I mean, I can just buy a couple of russet potatoes and onion, some ground beef, and uh, some carrots. That little bag of those baby carrots. Cook it all together and uh, cook them separately or hash them. It's really cheap. It's delicious. It's healthy for you. You're eating Great. ground beef and potatoes mixed together? Not ground beef, ground meat. I usually buy the ground pork or ground turkey. 
Okay. And it actually sounds pretty good. I would eat that. Yeah, it's delicious. Ground beef is too too greasy, and it's not great for you. I'd rather have my ground beef in a hamburger. I don't want it as loose. Oh, you get you get some extra lean ground beef. You need to get that extra protein, pal. I can get enough protein from the turkey or the chicken or the the, the pork that's ground up. Anything else, Jeff? Or hard boiled eggs? Jeff, you got nothing? Nothing to ask Tim? No, not off the top of my did you, head. Did you see, Jeff, that another person on the Mayo Media experience likes to use, uh, you know, uh, wing gloves? I, I don't know whether he's trolling you or not. I don't knowing, think he is. Knowing Pozzola, like, that actually might be something he adopts is the wing glove. Like, he's very... It's really smart. Um, OCD and clean and I could like I don't know whether he's trolling but I know him enough that it wouldn't shock me if that was actually something he he brings into the, his future wing eating endeavors you should wing eating is that's the right way to eat wings so you, you don't want your hands gloves? greasy you brought gloves to the Super Bowl party no, I didn't need to we had we had ribs but I was very strategic as with ribs you, if you just hold the end where the bone is because they were already pre-cut for us you don't really get your hands all all gunked up if you just hold the little bone at the end well someone did point out and i forgot to bring it up on the show that i did with pizzola and cam is that you can eat chicken wings with one hand and just have the other hand free and then it doesn't get yes dirty. if i'm eating ones for whatever reason if i'm eating sauced ones i make sure i only eat them with one hand i keep the other hand clean and dry i've never seen you do that because i don't think you're coordinated enough to do that i don't understand how people use two hands to eat a chicken wing it seems like that's a lot of unnecessary work what is the issue? With it's like just... the people who use two hands to eat a burger. Like, I've never actually done that. Really? Just hold it in one hand. I don't know if I've done that. You're, you, 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 you got not. one hand on the wheel. You get one hand on your yeah, Duke's you're, burger. You're, 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 and you're eating yeah, on you're the way t- home. You're talking about eating a McDonald's burger. If you're eating, like, let's yeah. say some sort of, you go to a decent restaurant, and they give you a large burger that's like that, like double legit patty, not double patties that are, like, you know, this thin. You know, a like classic, this. a classic burger joint, uh, like an old school burger joint that has like their famous homemade burger is. Yeah, that's a two hander. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm trying to imagine. It I is. think I would just pick it up with one. You don't need like it's not required, but like, yeah, that's not. Um, you don't want everything to fall out of it. Totally well, that's crazy. Fine. That's why I don't know. It if it falls out of it, you just eat it off the plate. What's the thing with the wing on the glove? You're just afraid of washing your hands. You don't want to get your hands all sticky and greasy and gunked up because you want to use your phone for for you know if you have in-game bets just, to make you eat five yeah, but, but, wings you wash your hands yeah you i mean use your napkins at, like, at least with Piz- at least with pizzola he had the reason of he needs to make live bets during these games cuss doesn't do that <laughs> i want to see what's going on in my menchies i love the lot li- i must need the live um he does, though. I appreciate that. I mean, everyone has their different reasons for why they don't want their yeah, hands but, but, their but yours is completely unnecessary. Covered. You, you just want to treat your phone like it's a piece of construction I, I, I paper can, in, in kindergarten. I, that's full of fingerprints I, and, and paint. I can put down I my phone for two minutes and not check it, unlike you, apparently, because you legitimately have no reason to be on it. I don't understand... I just don't understand it. The only reason I could think of is if you're environmentally conscious, because I'll burn through a lot of napkins, or we usually go to PTs, right? Wings are a paper towel or a wet nap, you know, for a closer sort of thing. But a heavy dosage. 
You just don't want to get your hands dirty. A lot of people don't. It's just like a lot yeah. of people don't like getting their hands dirty. C- Cust and Howard Hughes, one and the same. Just little soft no, d- weirdos. No, Rob is on my side too. Yeah, you're going to say tough as nails, Rob Pizzola? Oh, he is pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Super tough guy. Cam's out here calling him fucking Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> the little wing, there's someone to show like little things you can put on the end of your fingers, like hold the wings. That's even, like really that, that, that's even softer. So what's that, a roach clip of eating wings? <laughs> sort of. Like Lebowski in the car. Yeah, sort of. All right, a few more NFL bits before we get out of here. Jeff, I, I believe the floor is yours to congratulate your pal, Melvin Gordon, on becoming a Super oh. Bowl champion. <laughs> what a see The season was really cruel to me. That's a cherry on top of a... A cruel season. It's just, oh, good for him. He gets a ring. Uh, I, it was a viral joke, but I have to respect it. I myself rode the coattails of a lot of people to some good class project grades. Melvin, I mean, this is the adult version of it. He's, you know, good for him. Is he going to be on someone's like he rode the season on the pack practice squad? Anyone could have signed him. Does he play in the NFL next year? There's always a market for fucking David Johnson was still in the league this year somehow. Yeah, I guess. That but when you're true. on a practice, who did David Johnson the- play for? The Saints. <laughs> I can't believe that. When you're on the practice squad, Pat, any team can claim you. And at this point, any team would rather an undraft like the ceiling of an undrafted free agent seventh round pick is probably more appealing than the known of him. But if he never plays it down again, he exits as a, he retires like John Elway, a champion. So good for you, Melvin. A lot of people looking for me to take this L on Melvin. Um, So I'll take it, I guess. I I think that there's always a market for the veteran running back to bring in. It's why but he's not Latavius Murray. I know I yeah, you're on the same team. He's yeah, not that. Yeah, I think that he he kind of is. Like that's okay. essentially the same class of player that he is in. Okay. Maybe, well, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I just uh I don't want to take anything away from his moment. Good for you, Melvin. Like what number, what time in the night do you think he finally gets his hand on the trophy to take the picture? Yeah, he's like last. He probably gets it like two days later after the parade. No, because there was one going. I'm just like, do you wait in line? Like when you're in his position, you have to make sure every starter's gotten it before you like bud. Yeah, but you forget. Like he's a veteran in the league. Some guys there, you know, the running back room. Might no, you're right. To you, him. you know what? You're like, hey, Mel, like you, you did it. Like congratulations you, on 10 are, years. 100% Pat. I take that back. You're 100% right. That's sort of, there's a seniority shit to that. Um, that a veteran Brian's like, no, it's Mel's turn. Like, it's it's. A no, I don't want Ryan Tannehill. What? I don't want him. What happened? Oh, was he cut? No, it says the Jets are. I mean, reports that the Jets are very high on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you didn't Ryan you just Tannehill sign their the offensive. Is, you signed Ryan, their offensive coordinator. Today. They better be signing him as a backup. I, I, I will lose my mind if they decide to move first and move first with. Ryan Tannehill. I will lose it. What's the One report? Time. One time. Yeah, what is the report? Is, What's just, the report? One of the Jets media coverers talked about how 
the, the Jets are apparently super, super high on Tannehill, and there's lots of news circulating that, that, that this could happen. Well, as at the beginning of the show, the Raiders released Derek Carr. That became official. That's fine. And then the Athletics, Zach Rosenblatt, writes that the Jets, quote, view Carr as a significant upgrade over Zach Wilson. <laughs> no fucking shit, pal. Yeah, yeah. Take, that's Mad Libs, though. You could take out Derek Carr and put in Ryan Tannehill. whoever you want. Oh, Tan- want Tannehill. Tannehill. Well, are the Jets still better than the Dolphins if they have Ryan Tannehill as their starter? I mean, they have a more talented roster than they did this year. Uh do they are they going to be better? I, I don't know. Was Tannehill behind Carr for you? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't really want either, but yes. And we'll find out shortly which tag the Ravens put on Lamar. And if it's only if it's the non-exclusive, it's just two first rounders and a thirteenth overall plus the bonus pick with how many wins you'd have with Lamar. Yeah, I that's don't. Got, that's got to be no. I'm not even trying to put air in your tires. To me. That feels like it would be a no-brainer offer, no? I think 12 teams would put in that claim for two first-rounders for Lamar. I, I mean, not putting in a claim. Up. He can You can negotiate with him. Yeah, yeah, but I think there'd be lots of teams. There would be lots of teams who would be willing to sacrifice that many for Lamar. And then may, that, from that, he gets that guaranteed money, probably. Right. And, and once upon a time, I believe the Chiefs did that with Matt Castle. I'm sure they did. Did, did it didn't isn't that what the Patriots did to Castle after that Brady in 2008? Whenever Brady got hurt, it could be that it, year, could, it could be. I don't remember. And they they put some designation on him, and the Chiefs traded for him. Oh what yeah, a, I guess there there is a. Um, did you see this AJ Brown tweet from like? Yeah, it's amazing. First off, congratulations, AJ Brown says y'all deserve it. This is lame. It was a TikTok from Juju Smith-Schuster. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. Just say it. Juju sucks. Take that. Amazing. Amazing. I also saw on Twitter a photo. Like a like a three second video clip of Mahomes being on being on this uh, the set of somebody interviewing and Jackson standing behind him doing a move for a TikTok and people being outraged that Jackson Mahomes was in the frame. I, 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 I don't get outraged. why I don't get why people care about Jackson Mahomes at all. Like they we we know someone Jeff that is actively triggered by Jackson Mahomes to the point where he like follows Jackson Mahomes on TikTok just to open up TikTok and be mad about it. I don't know what to say about that. I can mock Jackson Mahomes. He doesn't trigger me. Um, It would be appropriate for my last thoughts on football season to be a complete like coming full circle here. You know, Chiefs fans, even though I was very polite to them and thought they were going to be great, even when some of their fans thought they could be on a downturn, I take full to NFL fans is my fault. I take full responsibility for everything that happened. I was going to go to Kansas city and beat them. They were not going to slay me three times in a year. I just, we couldn't get out of Jacksonville and the chiefs are now super bowl champions and Jackson Mahomes gets to live his TikTok life of glory. Um, yeah. So I take full responsibility. It was our job to dethrone them. Not only in the division, we couldn't even sniff them. Um, and I'm not, you know, people can laugh at me. I'm not the only people who 
thought the Chargers might have won that division. But yeah, so my fault. My fault. Now right. we'll have Aaron Rodgers hopefully help us dethrone him next year. Well, well, Tim, it's it's it might be bad news. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to want to go to the Jets anymore because it's written that the Jets could release Braxton Berrios, your boy, if he doesn't take a pay cut. Well, they did give him a decent amount of money and a contract this offseason. And, you know, as much as I like Berrios, I, I don't think he re- quite performed to the level we needed this year. So, yeah. I mean, does he want to win a Super Bowl? If he does and Rodgers is coming there, he should take a pay cut and stick around. But if not, I'm you know, I'm sure he'll find no difficulty getting a spot as somebody's uh, special teams guy. I wonder how many people follow Jackson Mahomes for the same reason that our friend does. Like what the ratio is for of sure, followers there's a lot like of hate followers. fans versus hate follows. Yeah, for sure. It's like Darren Rovell probably. But like, but um, I, I just don't get it. If it makes you that angry, why would you engage in this? It doesn't just make people angry. It makes people furious. <laughs> Um, does anyone, do we have predictions for Carr? Cause that's going to happen. I think as we're recording or, or tonight, and he becomes a free agent in much the same way. Although the chargers handled it way more respectfully with Phillip rivers, they cut him or, or allowed him to do whatever he wanted quickly. The Raiders felt like they needed to control this process and kind of embarrass themselves in doing so. But Carr won't need even wait for free agency to begin. Once he's cut, he can sign. Yes, but the I well, there's this is twofold because they had to cut him or they had to pay him the money, and we all know the you know, the poor the poor Raiders don't want to be shelling out money that maybe they don't have or don't want to pay. I think they, they could have cut him two weeks ago. Yeah, but I think they were trying to work out a trade, and then Carr was like, "No, if I'm going to go to a team, I don't want you guys getting anything out of this. I'll take because he's going to get less money." than if he had accepted one of these trades because the Saints. I'm not sure if that's had, true. Well, he said that he blocked the deal with the saints. Like he had to no know, maybe he doesn't want them giving up pieces, but I think he'll make more money. I don't think he's going to make more money. He was, you think someone's giving him fucking $40 million this year? I think he's going to get like two years, 80 mil. Yeah. Something like that. Absolutely. I, I, I don't see that. Oh, I do 35 for Daniel Jones. If Carr gets 40, I don't know what the cost. There's a report today. It's six years, 290 on the framework for Herbert, I would run. The Chargers run to the vault to get his name on that if Derek Carr is signing for 40 a year on a multi-year deal. I would guess, yeah, like three for 75, something like that. Maybe 25 mil a year, but it could be less than that depending on where he wants to go. No way. No, way no chance. Pack. No chance. He gets 35 floor, plus. I'm telling you, Has the floor to. for Has Carr's to. skill is way past 25 now. That's it. Like, oh, my God. Like, that's. No, you're going to. It's just this new market and the new money. The floor is almost mid 30s. Like, the, if you're the starter. Sure, but like. Market, I, I, I and at a least, bidding war. I at least, I at least understand it with Daniel Jones, where he's of an age where if he gets better, I wouldn't give him the money. But mm-hmm. if someone wants to, I understand why. You saw growth from him this year. He could be a lot better if he continues to improve. He could be one of the league's best quarterbacks. Derek Carr's on the downside of his career here. Yeah, but in the Derek Carr camp, the Derek Carr people are like, this is not a... People hate me because I make it my own radio. This is not a Philip Rivers one and done end of the line. This is no. five years. This is like what Carson Palmer was on the Cardinals. Sort not, of thing. Yeah, but Derek, but Carson Palmer was better than Derek Carr. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably fair. I'm just saying this isn't like a one, two year thing. This is like Derek Carr will be your quarterback, I think, for five years, which is almost 
um, like there's no grooming. There's no we're signing car and we're taking a guy in the second round. Like that's not existing in the situation for the team that's signing car. So he's going to the Panthers then. Or, or Saints. I think they'll both be heavily invested in them. I like the Panthers as a early dark horse for next year. I just love their defense. Sure. And I'm I, I maybe I'm naive to trust Frank Wright to make them comparable, like just fine on offense, but I love that young defense. Well, I don't hate that. If he goes I don't at, hate that at all. If he goes to the Saints, just take a look at the Saints defense. I mean, there's the reason that you were high on the Saints to begin the season, Jeff. It's just their defense was banged up the entire year until like the final six weeks when they were amazing again. So you put Carr on that team with those playmakers, and maybe you could, you know, fleece Michael Thomas to come back and be like, hey, we, we got you a real quarterback this time. And then their defense returns. Like, they could be legit. Yes. Maybe. They make sense too. Washington is a team that's desperate for a quarterback. The, the NFC, there's like five or six teams in the NFC that are that are it's a beggar's banquet. Like a lot of them want quarterbacks. So, but forty like to see him get forty million next year, I think that he. I, I would have guessed that he's not going. He's to the make right as man at the right money. time. Maybe so, but if more guys hit the market, like Jimmy G is probably going to be available. Tannehill is probably going to be available. Is he that much better than those guys? Maybe. If Mahomes doesn't demand to go back to the table once this off like if burrow signs a contract and herbert signs a contract and hurt signs a contract and Derek carr gets what he's gonna get and daniel jones gets one i will literally cry if patrick mahomes doesn't demand himself to go back to the table and blow up this team-friendly deal he's currently working with not to say his new deal wouldn't be team-friendly but it just there's no way he can watch it and not say I've got to go back to the table here. Best on earth. Colts and Cardinals hired coaches. Finally, they hired both coordinators for the Eagles. Your guy from the Chargers, Jeff. That guy got a job. the The old OC. It's good. He was the OC under Lynn Herbert's rookie year was the best version of Herbert. He was a great line. They were methodically called a great game on 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 Sunday. Um, seems and he used to be with the Colts under Frank Wright. He was there, I believe. So good for um, good for him. Most importantly for the Colts, it isn't Jeff Saturday. <laughs> I mean that. Like I genuinely think like this is the biggest EV ad for a team in terms of a coach because there was a real chance they were going to bring in Jeff Saturday, and somehow at the last minute they decided not to. That's a huge win for them. All right. Any final thoughts on football before we start getting to all the win total stuff starting next week? I don't think so. I think we put a pretty good cap on things. Are you you excited for this new uh, PGA Netflix show? I don't know much about it, so I can't pretend as if I am excited for it. What does anyone know about it? I mean, I guess the people who have seen it know about it. I think the first episode is available now. It's a... It's a behind-the-scenes PGA show. It should be entertaining. It was like, is it week in week out? Live. Oh, well, see, if it's about live, I'd be interested in learning about it. Well, it kind of it kind of is about live because it was all filmed last year, so all the live guys are in it about their departure to live. Well, some of that might be interesting then. I think they. It seems like from the trailer there was some rare candor from Brooks Kepka in it. That's so why I'm interested in that. 
Yeah, so we'll review, you and I, Jeff, will review that. I think Raza said he wants in. Tim, if you watch it, you can join on, and we can go sure. through the first few episodes and try to do some episode recaps of that. When does it come out? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. So, sometime next week. Jeff, did you have any, like, I, I, haven't, I have to make my bets before I go to Vegas uh, to get them in. I know, it's funny, I'm going to Vegas, and I have to make my bets before, but if I happen to win, if I make them down there, then I'm not going to be there to get the money back, so i got to make them beforehand. I was thinking about just giving up at the top of the board. Homa slipped down to 24. I might just go, like, Homa 24, Burns 36 to go with Hovland and just call that the week. I've bet Burns, I've bet Hovland, and I took the 33s on on Cantley. I actually lied to our audience and said I was going to bet Zalatoris. It's a bet I haven't made. Maybe I swing back around to it before Thursday comes around, but um, I've made three bets, and I could go lower or higher with a fourth because um, I can use more exposure. I was just looking at Fitz at 45, too. Him and Tom Kim. Tom Kim getting no love this week. Is Riviera a first-timer's sort of course? Feels like there's a lot of intricacies with it. Yeah, maybe, but maybe you just know what they are, and you end up being good at it. It's just like guys yeah. who show up. To, it's like when Smiley Kaufman shows up to the Masters in his first go and enters in the final final pairing on the final day. No doubt, and I'm sure every great player is hit up, uh, as we saw the Tiger Clips. They've all gone to the L.A. Country Club, and I'm sure L.A. Country Club has um, – slotted reserve times for pros who missed the cut who want to come this weekend to check that place out for the u.s open tiger moved the needle for you at all tim this week i mean yes and sent i mean i'm I'm just gonna watch anyway but i I will probably pay attention to that marquee group on thursday because they they tee off later in the day so i'm curious to see that and we'll watch yes i mean this is a tournament that i do tend to you know I like this tournament. So, breaking news from twelve minutes ago: uh, fake news. CNN is reporting to him. Subway, one of the world's most recognizable fast food brands, has confirmed it is now up for sale. You gonna buy it? I wish. Maybe, maybe what bankrupted them was given two of that ring and put them in that advertising campaign. Subway just—they throw money at everything. Like, they're just this company. They can't go away. They'll throw money, more money at all their problems. They have this now whole lineup of superstar athletes. Oh, it makes, they don't need to advertise. Everybody knows where Subway is. Everybody knows what they want at Subway. Like, just stop wasting your money on advertising. You don't need to. They're just trying to make you forget Jared still. Well, do you know how else they could do that? By just never advertising. <laughs> there's a million subways around everybody knows where they are don't come up with a million different weird sandwiches that nobody wants that you know you have to take off the menu in six weeks because there's no purchase for them the danger just, witch I, just do what you do well and people will go that's all you have to do once people once you have name recognition the value of advertisement is very 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 minimal subway it's is dirty when you don't know to Tim's point, Subway is dirty, and there are other places that crush it, especially in the States. And in the States, it's dirty, but you know what you're getting when you want a $5 quick foot long yes. for, for lunch. You know what you're signing up for. Yeah, I think what they're saying is that most people have decided that they do not want that at this point. Although the $5 There's nothing wrong with retooling. Well, maybe so, but that would if they're going to retool, then they probably have to advertise in order to tell you that they've retooled. Yeah. 
So you no, anti, not necessarily. are you anti now because two is a spokesperson? No, I mean, no, that's not a, that. That is not enough. You you so you'll outlast your subway fandom will outlast to us. Yes. Um, career as a exactly. It's here well before. I'll be there well after. I have very fond long term memories of Subway, and I have a deep respect for the product. I think that the product they they make some of the best sandwiches on the face of the earth. We'll defend that take to the to the hilt. I love I love Subway. I think it's delicious, and it's going to take a lot more than Tua to get me to stop going to Subway. You got triggered in our text thread today when someone sent you a Tua Valentine. Oh, well, it was just ludicrous. The Waddle one annoyed me more than the Tua one, actually. Waddle. Probably the most overrated receiver the last five years, Jalen Waddle. What? Just because you catch a bunch of two-yard passes doesn't make you the greatest receiver on earth. What are you? Like, oh, my goodness. It's a really bizarre corner to be on, just this overwhelming hate for Jalen Waddle. And last week you threw shade at, uh, I guess it was him again. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, not a fan of Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it's when he proclaimed Dev- Devonta Smith as the best receiver from his class, which included Jamar Chase. Yeah, well, I, as you know, I did not mean to say that. But you did say it. Well, yeah, of course, I misspoke. I meant to say he was the best Alabama receiver because he won the Heisman. How yeah, about that? As was Waddle, the great, the great Waddle. Well, Waddle was hurt that year. Great. Waddle's probably wouldn't have played well enough to win the Heisman. No receiver had won the Heisman in 30-some-odd years. It's really hard to win the Heisman as a receiver. Smith did it. Waddle probably wouldn't have. And then Waddle got drafted over him. Great. And then Waddle hasn't had a successful, as successful as a career. Are we sure about that? He has over 2,400 yards in two seasons. And then one playoff loss. You get to the Super Bowl. So, oh, so, didn't so, have so, a bunch so, of catches so, in the so, Super Bowl. So now, so now there are QB wins. There's now wide I receiver wanted, wins. I wanted him to have that Super Bowl MVP so badly when I took that 15 catches bet. I wanted it so badly because that would be it. The debate at that point would be over for all time. It would be you. Ha- I would have that trump card to play every single time. Is it Man, just I wanted it's that MVP. Dolphin? Like no, it's got no, no. It's not just that. It, it is not just all that. about my it personal grievance. What else? I don't know. like. What is there to hate? Jaylen Smith's just Waddle? a better player. But are they com- like? Are there a lot of people like debating? Yes, no, they both run no, the same no, no one, team. no one is debating this. It's just Tim has it like, no, built like, up in his mind that we have a friend who's a Dolphins fan who thinks that Jalen Waddle is good. Tim takes that as people say that Jalen Waddle is the best receiver <laughs> in the NFL. Well, okay. people proclaim Jalen Waddle morning, noon, and night. I'm tired of people talking who, about great. Who, Waddle who does this? It's all I hear. You go on Dolphins Reddit, and people are crazy about Jalen Waddle. Dolphins Reddit should be really excited about Jalen Waddle, though. Yeah, they should be really excited about a team that had one real chance to do something and, and fell apart. I don't understand you're going into Dolphins Reddit. They're talking about their best young player. What do you? What do you? Oh, what? it's just just exasperate. I'm doing what our friend does when they go on TikTok to see Jackson Mahomes. That's what, essentially what I'm doing. Yeah, but Jalen Waddle's way better than Jackson Mahomes is at what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, few can catch three-yard passes wide open like him. You're right. I think his eight out this year was like nine or something like that. It was higher yeah. than Devontae. I'm Smith. sure. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it went up this year. I wouldn't I was be gonna surprised. Say, it's definitely higher than your perception. I because it, it is yeah. every time you watch, he's doing things all over the field. To be perfectly honest, mm, yeah, amazing. Okay, that will do it. On the Pat Mayo experience, did not anticipate that's where the show would end. But I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank Paul. I want to thank all of you for watching. And of course, Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust.
That's not my name. For being here today. We'll be back next week with something new. So please stick around on Mayo Media Network. More shows coming out. Like I mentioned, the XFL show. Even if you never watched second, I never watched a second of the USFL and fucking printed money doing it. So go to runthesims.com and get your monthly sub right now. And hopefully you can parlay that into some cash on DraftKings, betting on props. And you can do that on PrizePix as well as DraftKings Sportsbook. So go check that out. All right. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Jeff, did you see that? Sh- I mean, I shouldn't call it a shack, but did you see that shack they were selling for 80 million bucks in New York City? You're such a. That's such know. a. Can you imagine spending 80 million bucks on that? I don't understand. I guess it's location yeah, that it's in New York mean? City. Well, you but like, want to build your mansion. They call that a mansion. You imagine calling that a mansion. Yeah, but you want to build yours in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, to keep costs down. So someone, there's people I, out I there. Asked, that I asked him. I have to get all the windows replaced in my house. I asked him how much it would cost to get all the windows replaced in my house. Oh, this Jeff, is an outrage. Jeff, do you want to guess how much it's going to cost to replace all the windows in my house? Okay, I did half of them before COVID, thinking I'll do the other half next year. Then COVID hit, then it was delayed, then it was like over double the price of what the first half was for the second half. So, so it, there's no number you could tell me probably a year later from that process what it costs today. Well, there's no number. Tim, can you tell Jeff what you guessed? And Jeff can say over or under that number. To replace every house, I thought $10,000 was a reasonable number. It could be three times that it's, it's more than He's three th- times that he thinks it's going to cost him seventy thousand dollars he doesn't live in the house the hall of mirrors in versailles you guys have been seventy thousand dollars on windows for it's crazy it's it's robbery what windows cost that's what it's going to cost i hate to tell you i, I hate that they well, told I, me that the it just windows, seems ridiculous oh my god 70s that house looks so bad for 80 million like if you're if i'm gonna spend 80 million on a house i'm gonna have a house not that place yeah but you're buying you're buying the spot that's it it's the location because even the ballroom didn't look that nice (laughs) the ballroom didn't look that nice all right i gotta go (laughs) all right folks good night yeah have a good one guys see ya see ya leave meeting this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.